best. I've learned that my effort will lead to some type of result in a very positive way. Regardless of what path you choose in life, it's really a big thing to save your money and just be smart with it. I think one of the biggest things from just starting off as like a freshman, always in most of my life, I've always had creative ideas and always wanted to show them off to the world, but I never had the opportunity to do. And Junior Achievement just gave me that. Hi, I'm Jeff Holden, principal and founder of Multipoint Content Strategies and Hear Me Now Studio for podcast production. Many of our local nonprofit agencies have made our community better with their outlook of hope for those they serve. With economic headwinds facing most, if not all, I've offered our studio to produce a podcast for them to help tell their stories in their words to provide another opportunity to reach out for support at a time when so many of their fundraising efforts have become challenging. Our purpose in doing so is to inform and direct interested donors or volunteers to those organizations that do so much for us and keep that candle of hope burning brightly for all. I'm excited to speak today with Susan Nelson, president of Junior Achievement. My enthusiasm for this discussion is wrapped around the fact that we'll also be talking with a JA student to share his experience. Susan's 25 years of management experience has now been translated into the success of our youth through Junior Achievement. As a JA student herself, she now partners with our local business community to help our young people be smart about their money, learn financial literacy, and become productive community leaders. Empowering her staff, board, and community will hear firsthand how Junior Achievement impacts its students and benefits our community. Susan, could you tell me a little bit about the service that Junior Achievement provides to the community? I can. Junior Achievement partners with volunteers and funders in the business community, and we help young people to be smart about money and find success in the workplace. Our economic empowerment programs are based on three pillars, financial literacy, work readiness, and entrepreneurship. And they fill a critical gap in the kindergarten through 12th education. These resources help our youth think about needs versus wants, budgeting for the future, making a plan for their future career, and even how a global pandemic can affect their family's finances. These are critical lessons at any time, but empowering students to own their economic success is more important now than ever. How old is JA in the Sacramento community? We've been in the region here for uh, next year. We'll be celebrating our 60th year. Wow, that's just fantastic. And going from 60 years all the way down to about 18 years old right now, we're going to actually speak with one of the students from Crystal Ray High School, who his work-study program and choice has been with Junior Achievement. That's James Smith. James, I understand you're here talking with us now. You want to give me a little background about you? So I'm a senior in Crystal Ray. I've been part of JA for four years. I've been fortunate enough to be part of them for my junior and senior year, and I was hired part-time as an employee last summer and this spring. I've had several opportunities to volunteer in different classrooms, teaching from kindergarten and eighth grade, and I've also been part of different programs for fundraising events. It's just been a great opportunity for me as a student and as an employee. So not only were you working with JA as a student for Crystal Ray for your work study portion, they actually hired you as a paid position in the off season. 
Yes, I think I just did a pretty good job as an intern that they just wanted me back. I think they just saw how driven I was from teaching financial literacy to different students to just being in the work site and just doing my job and following the, the rules. Fantastic. Congratulations on that. You know, what was the, uh, the biggest lesson you learned from junior achievement at this point in time? Um, I think the biggest thing was my work ethic has just increased over the four years I've been working from working for the first time freshman year, not knowing like how to do simple work site duties from just now doing creative ideas and projects uh, with junior achievement. I've learned that my effort will lead to some type of result in a very positive way. And just the contribution with different employees and working with them has been such a great thing learning from where they started at the beginning of junior achievement to where they are now it's just been really nice to see especially from a person who just started working as an intern and now a part-time employee how about personal relationships and people that you've met through the organization i have for our work state program we always get signed to a supervisor so mine was rachel morrison who was my supervisor for my two years of being there and also the times I was a, a part-time employee and she just showed me the way to go. Uh, she let me use my creative ideas and I've just done and learned so much from her that I, I just, I just thank her a lot. What kind of advice would you give to young people about finances and being prepared for the future, especially the future that you're about to enter into coming out of a global pandemic and some things we've never seen before? Yeah, regardless of what path you choose in life, it's really a big thing to save your money and just be smart with it. One big thing is having an understanding with what your needs and wants are, because if you only focus on needs, then you'll just not have a very happy lifestyle, I guess you could say. And if you just focus on your wants, you won't ever move and succeed in what you want to do. So for me, I've chosen the college route and understanding the cost of tuition, books, and other types of uh, resources, I think is really important. I've, I've made sure to apply to Cal grants and check into work-study programs, FAFSA, which are just play things to help me uh, further my goal into completing my four years of college. I was lucky enough to get a Cal grant, which will pay off my at least first year of Sac State for my tuition. That's fantastic. That's really great to hear. Uh, Susan, you're doing something right, because when they say needs and wants and have a comprehension of it, if only half the adults in the community really understood that, we'd be in a lot better financial position for sure. He's so, pretty inspirational. James, what would you say you've taken with you from the JA experience that's going to permeate your entire college life as well as your career? I think one of the biggest things from just starting off as like a freshman, always and most of my life, I've always had creative ideas and always wanted to show them off to the world, but I never had the opportunity to do. And Junior Achievement just gave me that. And just one of the biggest takeaways was developing the idea from turning my creative ideas to making them into good results to help out events or um, any type of task I have to do at Junior Achievement. And I just wasn't afraid to fail at those things, which I used to have that issue with. That's why I never uh, went out and did these opportunities I I've always, I was always scared of failing because I didn't want to see my uh, creative ideas come to waste or just, just didn't want to look at failures pretty much. But Junior Achievement taught me 
how to put them in a positive light and work with them and also get ideas from other people to make them a lot better than what it previously was. So you got a lot of confidence as a result of the relationship with Junior Achievement, it sounds like. Yes, for sure. I think my confidence has increased a lot more just working with Junior Achievement. And we talked a little bit earlier before we started the actual recording. You're graduating this year, but you're actually going to a particular university that we all know and love here that is? Sac State. Fingers up. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, James, thank you so much for your comments and your story. I think it's really helpful. It's inspirational. It's motivational. And uh, we're going to continue on with with Susan here, but you're welcome to stay on. And if there's some opportunity toward the end, you want to say something, we're happy to have you chime in. All right. Thank you. So, Susan, we see James. Now, James is a student, but is James actually also one of the students? He's gone through the program? That's right. We have a almost 15-year relationship with Cristo Rey High School, where we come in in the summer when they're having their summer institute, and we provide career readiness. As the years have progressed, that relationship has continued to flourish. This past year, we actually introduced a pilot of a program that's really taken off this year called our Career Speaker Series. And so once a month, the juniors were receiving career advice, career pathways, career journey discussions in their classroom from various industries throughout the greater Sacramento region. And that was a huge success. And actually, James was a great advocate to help us get that off the ground and be an advocate over at the school for those programs. Krista Ray has also taken part in our stock market challenge, which is our number one fundraiser that we have in the course of the year. And James was an advocate again at the school, helping kids see the value in that program and experience and recruiting kids to take part. And the stock market challenge, that's market-wide, of course. I believe I've heard that on the radio with the results or TV discussions with the results because it's pretty impressive what the kids do and sometimes beat the pros, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an amazing opportunity where the kids are receiving investment and in financial education training in the classroom. They have five sessions with professionals from the local business community. And then the various schools come together to compete for this stock market challenge. So we basically recreate the trading floor and the schools are competing against each other. How does a student engage in junior achievement if they have an interest? Well, while most programs are offered in the classroom, they're designed to be offered wherever kids gather. Over 90% of our programs are offered in the classroom, but we also offer programs in faith-based organizations, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, really wherever kids gather. The bulk of our supporters earmark their funding to serve the most vulnerable youth. So in terms of the relationships that we build, we're working with a lot of the districts that have the most vulnerable youth. And, you know, over 70% of our students that receive junior achievement are eligible for free and reduced lunch. We also have several districts that will look strategically as to where it's most important to be offering our programs, whether it be work readiness at the middle school level or financial literacy at the high school level. At the same point, it's not uncommon for our business volunteers to advocate for JA programming within the districts that their kids go. They Mm -hmm. see the value of what we're offering and maybe may become that advocate with their districts and with their schools to, to be able to offer those programs. I want to hold that gather thought for the next question, but while we're on the topic of students, how about teachers? Who are your teachers? Well, teachers uh, have two meetings for us. We have our educators, and they're an important role that gets played with junior achievement because the teachers are the ones that are inviting us into the classroom. 
to enrich the educational experience for the kids and to tie in the relevance between what they're learning in the classroom and what they're taking in from those outside life experiences. But our teachers, our mentors, are primarily business professionals from the local community. So we have hundreds of organizations within the greater Sacramento region that partner with us and support their employees to be in the classroom, helping to draw that relevance between what's learned in the classroom and how they're going to apply uh, what they're learning into the real world. How are you finding the opportunity to get volunteers from the business community at this point in light of the current environment? And is that important? Do you need volunteers? We always need volunteers. You know, many hands make for easier work, I like to say. So yeah, there's always needs to have volunteers. We've had actually more organizations than normal reach out to us to offer our programming and to offer us help because I think, number one, we all realize that the importance of our mission to help kids be smart about money and to, you know, be prepared for their future work is more important now than ever. And then there's also, we have built up our ability to be able to offer virtual programming. And so we've had a lot of organizations that were doing a lot of hands-on work that see that they can take the time that they have while they're remote and still be able to engage and inspire our future. And tell me a little bit more about that that virtual. That was the next question, as you were mentioning it, where kids gather, where you're inserting the, the junior achievement program. Well, they aren't gathering anywhere anymore right now. So <laughs> other than on Zoom calls and, and FaceTime and wherever else they can do it virtually. So, so what are you doing with your virtual environment? Very good question. JA has been a thought leader developing our quality virtual programming. Really for over 30 years, we've been offering some solutions virtually. Uh, in fact, this summer we have two programs that are being enhanced, one being called Junior Achievement Titan Program as well as our Junior Achievement Virtual Finance Park that are new state-of-the-art revisions that we'll be making available to our local students. But really, since the day our local schools closed and began distance learning planning, Junior Achievement quickly pivoted to provide nearly all of our programs online. We've made a choice to offer our programming from now through August free to educators, parents, and students. And we made them very easily accessible to all and even expanding the reach beyond schools that we've been traditionally serving. So we've just put it out there so that very important information is available at a time when it's easier for individuals and organizations to choose to access that information. This past month, we transitioned our career speaker series that I I mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. to the virtual environment where kids can log into Zoom sessions and hear about our speakers' career journeys and ask questions gain insights. We kicked that off with ABC Morning show host Kirsten Holmes. She was our inaugural speaker. Last week, we had the California State Treasurer, Fiona Ma. And in the weeks to come, we'll have some very notable folks from the Kings. And we also have Kelly Brothers, our financial local financial guru here. We'll be talking about finance at a very relevant time to be getting some insights from him. So, you know, we've been delighted to be able to take the tried and true curriculum that we have and make it available virtually and engage the community in an even greater way. So I would imagine in about eight years, James, that's going to be you too. We're going to have you speaking as one of the key key speakers, right? Let's hope. Let's hope. (laughs) Susan, are there any familiar names? You mentioned Kelly Brothers. It's It's begging the question. Are there any other familiar names we may recognize in the community that have gone through the JA programs? 
There are. So here locally, I'm a JALM myself. I was able to receive junior achievement when I was in high school. There are numerous uh, amount of folks in the community, Sacramento community with success stories, Kelly Brothers being one of them, serial entrepreneur Mark Haney, Sagent founder Ann Staines, and VSP's CIO, Valerie Lutch. That's a fair amount of accomplishment. I was talking on a a Zoom call yesterday with my wife and some friends back in in Michigan, and I mentioned we were doing this because we're sharing some of the, the nonprofit stories that we've done podcasts for, and she goes, I was a JA student. And Very good. Out of, out of nowhere, it was pretty neat to have a conversation with her. So, Susan, who makes the choice to participate in a JA program? Is it the school, the parent, the student? How do they originate? So truly, that can be a combination of any one of those. But optimally, we really work to create our relationships with the districts so that we can understand what the greatest needs are within the district and what the target is to be able to provide what we have to offer. We have a a tremendous breadth of program offerings for kindergarten through 12th grade, focused on the financial literacy, work readiness, and entrepreneurship. For example, in Yuba City Unified School District, we offer work readiness programs to all of their middle school kids. We've been doing programming with the San Juan Unified School District for many years. However, last year we engaged in a three-year pilot grant with the San Juan Education Foundation. And that particular goal is to target financial literacy for all high school kids. So, you know, it really can come from a lot of different directions, but it is optimal to kind of strategically focus at the district level to understand where we can have the greatest impact and build solutions around that and get our business partners to rally around and support that. However, with that said, you know, we have volunteers in the classroom. They see the value of what we have to offer. They want to make sure that the the districts that their kids benefit from have the same opportunities. So there's lots of cross-pollinization where we may get a a volunteer that introduces us to a district, or we may get a business partner that introduces us to the region that their, their offices reside in, et cetera. I love the adaptability and the personalization, individualization of what you've got going to where it can be accommodated in in a particular setting. That's really, really cool. You've told me already just in this short discussion about three different programs that are novel to wherever they're being oriented. And I think that's very unique. Let's talk a little bit about funding. So many organizations at this point in time have been just decimated in what is their traditional fundraising event, fundraising activity. I'm sure the current situation is, is similar for you guys as well. And you do have events that take place now. What are you doing to offset some of that challenge with regard to fundraising? So just like, you know, all of the other nonprofits in this region, we have definitely been impacted by the standstill that took place to mitigate the COVID-19 spread. The day before COVID-19 was declared a pandemic, we announced the cancellation of our largest fundraiser of the year, as I mentioned earlier, the Stock Market Challenge. This event has more than doubled in participation for the past two years, with over 450 students who prepared for the morning student competition and over 200 business professionals planned for the evening sponsor competition. Over 80% of our revenue comes from business support. Given the uncertainty of the economy, it's tough to predict our revenue outlook over the next 12 to 18 months. Our near-term focus has been to demonstrate how quickly we can pivot to provide much-needed hope and inspiration for our young people. 
We've been pleased that those efforts have been recognized by several of our faithful supporters who have invited us to apply for emergency relief. There are no guarantees, but we're hopeful that many will see how much value we're providing to inspire and prepare our future economic success and choose to strengthen their support as both funders and volunteers. You know, who are some of the community leaders or businesses that support JA? Some of our significant partners, in addition to hundreds of businesses throughout the region, include U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, State Street, AT&T, Franklin Templeton, American River Bank, First Tech Credit Union, ECMC Group, San Juan Education Foundation, Principal, Cafe Bank, Starbucks, and Genevieve Burford & Brothers. Nice lineup of community leadership in the financial industry. In closing... Is there anything you'd like to leave potential donors or volunteers with as they have to make a very difficult decision with the limited amount of funding that they've got now to make a contribution to the charity of their choice? What would you say to them with regard to the benefits and outcomes of the JA product? The need for our programs has never been greater. Efforts to contain the spreading of COVID-19 has resulted in a high percentage of jobless Americans, even more so than the Great Depression. California is the sixth largest economy in the world, and yet we are one of only five states that have no personal finance standard or requirements in the public schools. Junior Achievement is the largest, most well-established provider of financial literacy, work readiness, and youth programming. Each one of our markets run as separate 501c3s funded by local business. Since the day our schools closed, we've been swiftly responding by providing our programs to teachers and parents online for free. We're doing this so our kids can spend more time planning for and dreaming about tomorrow and less time worrying about today. Our ability to impact more students has a direct correlation to the support that we garner from our community. California has been a leader in flattening the curve of this pandemic. We look forward to partnering with the community to set a standard for how to rebuild our community to be stronger than ever. If somebody wants to reach out, can you give us your website, where they go, and and how they go about doing that? Absolutely. Visit jsac.org. That's J-A-S-A-C period O-R-G. And also, I encourage you to follow us on social media to learn more about how you can partner with us to inspire more tomorrows. And I know we still have James on the line because I can see him. James, if there was something you could say to potential donors, potential volunteers, as not only a student involved in the program from the teaching aspect of it, but also from the beneficial aspect of it, what would you say? If somebody's thinking about a couple of different opportunities, why Junior Achievement? Like you said, I'm a student, and seeing different different public schools around around Sacramento and being in a private school, I've seen a lot of uh, different students who suffer from not knowing anything about financial literacy at all and not being prepared if they're going to college or any type of route. I think it's the best option to have junior achievement come to different schools to teach these kids. So as adults, they can teach their own children about financial literacy and we could just have a lot more uh, success, I guess you could say, in people's lives. I love hearing you say that. And I love having you as the example of a student has, that has gone through the program who now is going on to Sac State, who has a good head on his shoulders about his financial literacy, about how he's going to spend his money. You're not going to go out and work and get a car and you know, get an apartment and think about college. 
you know, you're yeah. on a, a different career path, and that's it's just wonderful to hear. You know, Susan, I think that's testament to the program in hearing James tell his story, and I think it's a great way to convey to anybody that's listening to the podcast to get an idea of if this is one of several options, the significance of what financial literacy really means to the community. So I thank you both for taking the time and helping us put this together. Thank you for this opportunity, Jeff, and stay well, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for letting me speak my voice as a student. If what you heard today moved you, please reach out to that organization and find a way you can support their cause. Thank you for listening. Thank you for any support you can give. This production was made possible by Multipoint Content Strategies and Hear Me Now Studio. Thank you.